Welcome back to the Master Rowena Duncan, standing in for Andy Muir. Final day today. Fantastic to catch up with our next guest, Don Howie Morrison, Willowbank Farmer Alliance Board Director. And Howie, uh, thanks so much for your time today. How are things looking on farm? Good afternoon. Yeah, kia ora, Ro. Um, look, it's, uh, it, it's dry and um, look, it's a bit testing, but uh, it's just one of those seasons we're working through. Um, obviously, the COVID is, is what's putting a, a big amount of pressure on the feed supply for a lot of a lot of farmers and um, you know that's that's just what another thing that's been thrown at us. Yeah it has and I'm just I can't believe how well everyone seems to be coping at the moment there are so many stresses but there's also some positives Howie and that's commodity prices they really are the shining light at the moment. Yeah look that, that certainly that red meat price is looking good the uh, the milk payout's good and uh, you know when you're dealing with the the labour stresses associated with COVID, the labour stresses that just exist out there anyway, the dry and the uh, feed shortage, and um, certainly in the in the red meat sector, just the uh, the pressure on getting animals away to have that strong commodity price is, I guess, a, a bit of a psychological um, you know saviour at the moment. So, um, but it's uh, you know I, I know how many of our farmers out there are dealing with that um, feed shortage, particularly in southern Southland. And um, I, I think we're getting some lessons out of uh, what we've seen in our processing plants up north, but hopefully it's going to be a, a pretty hard but short hit and um, and get back to maximum processing pretty soon. I saw an email come through from Alliance over the weekend to say you're consolidating your shifts, uh, day and night shift coming together to make sure you can make it through. I just take my hat off to the entire industry for how well you are kind of managing this because it is, it's everyone's worst nightmare. I don't think, you know, when, when you go through this, you want to underestimate the ability or, or the, um, I guess, the culture and the, uh, the attitude of some of those, uh, some of those uh, or I guess the management, but certainly the workers at those processing plants. Because what we've seen um, is just an absolute willingness to adapt because we realise that the animal welfare issues are so paramount out there. Um, and, and that was so evident when Levin was the plant that was certainly hit first in a big way. But, um, you know, short short hit, you, di- you didn't know how many people were going to be turning up to work each day between who was infected and who had to isolate. And, um, you know, we've just had to, to adapt every day who turns up so we can um, so that we can get a get a chain going and um, and it's yeah it's been pretty yeah I, I take my hat off to all those workers that have turned up in that in that adversary they're facing. And look at in a selfish way, it's actually been good that it was the North Island hit first because they serve as a bit of a blueprint for how you can manage things down here. We'll take that. Yeah, I think that's probably the advantage in being a, a processor of scale too that you've got a you've got a geography of processing plants. And certainly as that wave of COVID has hit us, it hasn't hit everybody at the same time. So we can learn from what's happened in one plant, but also it's given us the ability to shift animals to different plants. And I think what you're seeing now is an absolute um, acknowledgement that the south of the South Island is probably the hardest hit for the, um, for the, for the feed shortages. So what we're actually doing is uh, giving priority to farmers in the south and we're shifting animals to um, to our other plants further north and it's, it's interesting Roe because it's often been a criticism in the past that um, south and farmers will say oh we're the holding paddock and, and we look after the other areas in a drought well this is our turn to actually um, get our animals away and, um, and uh, 
some of the other some of the other farmers further north with more feed have to just wait in line. You must have breathed a sigh of relief in that respect with the government uh, reducing the pressure, the taxes on uh, fuel, if you're doing so much more trucking than anticipated. Yeah, so certainly when you go through this, it does have a hit on your um, on your margin of each animal killed because one thing is you've got that extra transport and the other thing is when you've got a shortage of workers, you've got to reconfigure your chain that you're, um, you're still processing the maximum animals but that means that you often don't maximise the cuts that you're taking. So you, you reduce your value for each animal a little bit, and then that can also create logistical challenges where we thought product was going because it's a different cut mix. Um, it's actually then has to be uh, transported to a different market, and uh, you've got to deal with, with different customers in that supply chain. So, But, but I think we recognise that getting the animals killed and largely maintaining the huge part of the the value is more important right now than just absolutely maximising value. It is an ever-changing world. I had a really good chat to Murray Taggart about that at the Red Meat Sector Conference in Rotorua in July last year. I tell you what, it's a whole different world uh, for me, so I'm loving learning more about the red meat industry and the processing side of things. Howie, you've been doing some trial crops. Uh, how are these looking and coping with the dry autumn? Obviously things are a lot drier than you would have anticipated. Yeah, so we've we've got an interesting crop in this year, and um, it's it's coping very well with the dry, but it is a dry tolerant crop. So um, this is just in the horticulture space. We're having a look at what we can do. So um, yeah, take that through to harvest and probably April May, and um, and uh, see what we can learn. But it's I guess it's it's just looking at alternatives that we can use on these good southland soils and. Um, I guess for a lot of farmers, you know, a, a little bit of diversification is something we need to consider just to um, to hedge the bets a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Howie, what's in store for the rest of the week? Uh, rest of the week, we're starting to share our lambs uh, today. So we've got two or three days of sharing. We, we share our lambs a little bit later than a lot of people, but that's so we can have a nice medium short wall when they're on their winter crop on the fodder beaten the Swedes which maximises their um, you know their animal welfare so we're getting some good length of wool off so we've got uh, three two or three days of shearing and um, we've been toxo and campoing the two to use earlier in the week and got a bit of ram hoggett selection just to finish so we can um, decide which ones we share and which ones get to make the trip to Lawnville. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, now, just quickly before I let you go, uh, I've introduced you as a Willowbank farmer. Where is Willowbank in South? And help me out with my geography here. Willowbank is 6K out of Gore as you travel towards Tapanui yep. at the uh, Waikaka turnoff. So um, it's known as the windmill corner there, although there's no windmill at the moment, but we're fundraising to restore that. So yeah, we're, we're virtually a suburb of Gore, um, just heading towards Waikaka or Tapanui. Yes, I, uh, I found myself in Tapanui uh, when I was heading to Belfa for duck shooting a couple of years ago. I took the wrong turn off and just went on autopilot to the purse's house and then realised I was heading in exactly the wrong direction. So I think I found your turn off uh, on my way uh, back through to Gore to uh, call. Oh, well, if- <laughs> If you turned up at the purses, you were, you would get some great hospitality, I'm sure. They'd, they'd send you in the in the right direction after a cup of tea, I'm sure. Yeah, possibly too much uh, hospitality and a little less uh, making it to opening weekend. Uh, Don Howie Morrison, look, thank you so much for your time today. Always a pleasure to catch up with you on the muster and enjoy the rest of your week.
Yeah, thanks, Ro, and look forward to next time. Yeah, indeed. There we go. Howie Morrison there. Up next, we're going to look at uh, volatility in our market with Sam Grant, investment advisor at Craig & Co. in Gore. Also look back on last night's global dairy trade auction. Down slightly, but these prices, my goodness, you would absolutely take them. This was the second highest in history for the global dairy trade. So, uh, yeah, people still want to pay a lot of money for our product. That's up next here on The Muster. Yeah,